Hey, Talking Cars fans, we're going to the 2018 Los Angeles Auto Show, and we want to hang out with you, our podcast audience, while we're there. We're hosting a meetup at the Arts District Brewing Company on Wednesday, November 28th from 7 to 9 p.m. Come join us, and we'll talk about cars, including our favorites from the show. So send us a text or an email to TalkingCars at iCloud.com to let us know if you can attend. Hope to see you there. We talk about our first impressions of the 2019 Cadillac XT4, a recall from Subaru, and how to handle a high-pressure salesperson at the dealership, next on Talking Cars. Hi, and welcome to Talking Cars. I'm Jennifer Stockberger. I'm John Linko. And I'm Ryan Pizlikowski. So as our typical, we have some news this week. We're going to jump right in. Um, the first is a recall from Subaru, about 165,000 U.S. vehicles for engine issues related to, at the very least, engine noise, at the worst, stalling or loss of engine power. Ryan, want to give us a bit more detail? Yeah, so apparently they're having issues with the valve springs, um, the metal's fatiguing and can fracture. Um, the valves, the, yeah. unfortunately, the valve is a very important part of an engine and it keeps, um, you know, it, it, the valve spring holds the valve closed and that's a very important thing. Right. Um, <laughs> so if it's, it, these things can break and they're, they're, they're afraid that the engine could stall while you're driving, which is a very big safety issue. It's not getting fuel at the point um, during the piston up, you know, a piston right, uprise yeah. with the valve right. opens, yeah. you know, allows and the, it to the, 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 it's not a drive to the dealer and get like a, a the computer flash reflashed mm -hmm. or something. This is a, right. probably a 10 hour job. You got to go into the engine and pull, these are mechanical, physical things that need to be replaced or fixed. And, uh, it's a safety issue. So right. recalling a lot of vehicles. Yeah. Well, well, you touch on a point stalling, you know, we've, we've gone through this before. Is stalling a safety issue? Well, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if you're driving you're down moving, the highway yeah. and you're stopping, that's not good. Yeah, even if you're, you stall at a traffic light, even any any time someone else may not anticipate right. the vehicle stopping. You know, right. so mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a major crash. And it doesn't have to be a fender bender. Somewhere in between is going to you know potentially happen. Right. Yeah. And 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 Subaru has said they're doing this out of the abundance of caution that they don't have a lot of failures yet. But um, 2012 to 14 Impreza's, 2013 Crosstrek, 2013 BRZ, and Toyota's involved because of the Scion FRSs as well, which were right. the twin to the BRZ. So um, you might want to look into it if you have those vehicles. Um, typically, Subarus are quite reliable. So yeah, uh, you know, um, and I think we've seen worth looking into because of the the nature of the failure. You know, we've seen everyone gets recalls. You know, right. Toyota and Lexus, as we talked about in reliability, mm -hmm. you know, they they are tops of our survey. Doesn't mean that they don't have reliability. I mean, excuse me, they haven't had a recall for something, whether right. it's a supplier part or something that they just didn't assemble correctly. Um, it, it's part of the industry. And it's it's inconvenient, but we really appreciate the abundance of caution. We would much rather a manufacturer nip it in the bud right. um, if they can narrow it down, which it seems like they can. Yeah, and it's so, on top of these. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have them rolling out. Yep. It's inconvenient, but yeah. it's a good thing versus right. discovering it yourself. Or stalling on the highway. Yes. No, that's not good. <laughs> Second bit of news, uh, General Motors, Cadillac. Mm -hmm. um, they are canceling, suspending... Um, their subscription service right. known as Book right. by Cadillac. And John, I know you've done some homework on this. Yeah, yeah. So Book by Cadillac was their program to let people subscribe to a car versus buying it. Right. So it's a little different than a lease as well. Uh, you, you would spend a little more money. Um, I think it's that you would have a, 
the ability to drive a different Cadillac each month for about eighteen hundred dollars yeah. a month, and, and that often will cover insurance. That will cover eighteen hundred dollars. Well, so <laughs> I was it gets it, that, that's where you get into it being messy, right. you know. So right. you, it includes a lot of other costs. You know, you, if you're rent, if you're leasing a Cadillac, mm -hmm. you know, let's just say you're leasing a sixty thousand dollar Cadillac. Right. Okay, that's you know, that gets close to a grand a month depending on your credit and how much you put down. You know, then you're insuring it and it could be a couple hundred dollars a month. So mm -hmm. you start saying, well, I could drive a different one. I need an Escalade this week, I do that. I want right. to drive a, a CTSV, I could do that. You know, the sporty one. Um, but it's it, it's hard for people to make that financial. Cadillac also is going through a lot of changes. They, they, they changed their, the head of the US. Uh, Johan Denishin used to run Cadillac United States. Uh -huh. He left. Um, they might be moving from New York, their New York headquarters, back to Detroit. It, it just may not be fitting in there. You know, who, who are we to speculate why? The thing is, they're not doing it. Right. They indicated it was too costly to run. So maybe yeah. making the switches sure. for the people and getting the cars well, you know, there was expensive. The, the cars in that program. The yeah. You know, the cars in that program, they have to then be clean. They have to be maintained. They have to be, you know, be up to snuff for the next person to right. take. You know, right. so and it could be that they have abundance of cars no one wants to drive. Yeah. Everyone wants Escalades and V-spec well, cars yeah. and not a regular ATS or yeah. something. Do you know anyone that does these? I mean, I just feel like it's like the pilot program. I, I was equating, we were talking like, is it like the pilot TV show that no one ever watched? Right. Like, I just don't hear about these subscription services. It's, it's, a, lot. Lot. it's a lot of money. You know, mean, well, it's a ton. It's a ton of money. Yeah. For all I think of them. For the average person, yeah. I mean, you know, some of them that we're talking about, you know, for Volvo, there it's called Care by Volvo. Mm -hmm. It starts at six fifty a month right. for an XC forty. It has maintenance and insurance, but you know, then it's national. But right. the thing is, it's it's pitched as a way for millennials. Oh, millennials! They don't want to be tied down anything. <laughs> millennials, they want to always try something different. Millennials want a Cadillac at eighteen hundred a month. At the same time, there's a discussion of. Millennials aren't getting jobs. Millennials are living at home. <laughs> right. Millennials have three hundred thousand dollars in college debt. Yeah. Right. So it it it's really look. It's 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 an older, aff more affluent right. buyer, right. and they may not be as enticed to that. Porsche people who live around Atlanta might love the Porsche one. I got right. a nine eleven this month. I got a Cayenne. You know, we yep. got a Cayenne. Small segment of yeah. The it's a small. Yeah, so you're not yeah. hearing a lot about it. So yeah. So mm -hmm. canceled before it took off. Well, be, being a millennial and the tons of money that I make. <laughs> yes, you're, you're um, grand wealth, Ryan. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't afford $1,800 a month. Um, I, I, mean, I like Cadillacs. I guess it's not the most exciting brand for me. Um, Cadillacs, growing up, Cadillac was kind of an older yeah. demographic. And I mean, whether they like it or not, it, it, it still has that. Um, Persona or yeah, image. Yeah. So, but they're, they're, you know, they're nice cars. They are um, more youthful, I would say, than they used to be. But I don't know, like... On a monthly basis, initially it sounds cool. Like you can go right. swap out a car whenever you want, or if it's monthly. Um, but I think you're better off getting a car that you, you you need most of the time and just getting used to it. Especially as a like you're being young, like I'm still, you know, I'm gonna be building a house. I I gotta focus on other right. things. Your I'm, finances are going like later in life. Yeah, it'd be nice to. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna swap out and get a you know CTSV for the weekend or something. Right. But um, you could rent a car. It doesn't fit into my life. I don't. You guys rent a car if you need it. Well, well that's yeah, the, it's I mean, a lot cheaper. Right. Yeah. Even if you're even if you're leasing something, you could go and for the weekend, you know, you spend yeah. a couple hundred bucks. Fine, right. it's a one-time hit. Right. But I mean, I think a lot of it is that leasing ties people down, which is why you see a lot of, you know, swap a lease, lease right. swap. Yeah. You know, people and are it's like, restricted. Oh, I got to move. It's restricted yeah. mileage, and yeah. now I'm stuck. And oh, mm -hmm. how am I going to unload this car? I got right. a neighbor who's done the last five cars yeah. through a lease pickup. Mm -hmm. Right. And he loves it, but that person who's getting out of it is is spending a ton of money to get yeah. out of it. Right. So. 
it's all new ways to bring in a small niche yeah. that they haven't yet yeah. gotten into their showrooms, but the, eh, I, I think it may peter out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hearing it taken off, but yeah. anyway. Let so, us know, Ryan, when you sign up for the program. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how it goes. You I'll come pick you up with those. Yeah, 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 make sure we, I can fit in the car. So speaking of Cadillac and youthful Cadillacs, yeah. Ryan, so uh. new at the track this week is the Cadillac XT4. Mm-hmm. So this is Cadillac's luxury entry compact SUV, 237 horsepower, two liter turbocharged four, uh, nine speed automatic, um, 30 miles per gallon highway estimated. We have just gotten our own front all wheel drive, um, intended to compete in that segment, BMW X1, Lexus NX. Mm-hmm. Did you have a chance to drive it? Uh, yeah, so I drove ours. We also had yeah, rented, had rented one, yeah. um, one from Cadillac, a press sample. Mm-hmm. And people may not know, we do see press cars mm-hmm. that come through from the press fleet. We pay for them. So we, we pay the manufacturer to rent them right. on, a, on a sliding scale. Um, so we're above board, not getting right. them for free. <laughs> yeah. um, so the one we rented was uh, insanely expensive. It was in the $60,000 range, right. I think, or high $50,000 range, right. which, is, which is a lot of money. You're encroaching into X, BMW X3 and Audi Q5 territory, let alone Cadillac XT5. Right. right. Um, as a press car goes, they're all loaded up. They look, they make a very nice impression inside. Mm-hmm. Cadillac updated the Q, Cadillac user interface inter- infotainment system. Mm-hmm. They have a, a knob now and, and a number of redundant buttons and, and they don't focus so much on the touch screen and, the, uh, and, and those touch sensitive buttons, which is great. Yeah. Right, um, that was an improvement, I, I thought better, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, that, <laughs> that's- a volume knob. That's nice, well, right, right. You know, yeah. before you're Little sliding things. your yeah, finger- Yeah, much it, better. And if you touch it, when you're touching the screen, then all of a sudden the volume goes up or down. <laughs> um, you know, look, it's, it's got the two liter turbo and nine speed automatic that you have to have to play in this segment. Yeah. That's, that's where they're going. I think mm-hmm. that was pretty good. You know, it, it so far it seems yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, not my category though, but you know, yeah, yeah. I I, it. it's, it's just a growing group of cars that are, you know, in that segment, that's, it makes no sense to me. I mean, you go up a little bit in size, get an XT5, um, become a little more comfortable, uh, it's listen. It's not a bad car. I don't not right. like it, but ours was like forty nine thousand around right, right around there. Yeah, I don't that's, know if you said that. That's but yeah. it. Doesn't feel like a forty nine thousand dollar car. It just doesn't. Um, it looks nice, but it, it's just it's not forty nine thousand dollar car. And, and you're touching on something I wrote in my own notes that when you're buying the the compact SUV, and I'm thinking of Kicks and Kona mm-hmm. and you know Tracks in that right. group, when you're spending twenty four thousand dollars, you can. Get why there's compromises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you're spending fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, I'm not getting. I don't. I don't want to have that much compromise. And for me, and again, I'm talking about the whole segment, not just the XT4. Is visibility for mm-hmm. one. They mm-hmm. all do this in the back seat. Those kids are claustrophobic. The right, belt lines right, right. are way high. Yep. You have really poor rear visibility. I did my 14-year-old boy test because I do take them to high school. We had to move the front seat forward despite them giving a little more room than some of the others. Had to move the front seat forward to fit the other 14-year-old boy in the Mm -hmm. back. Infotainment, indeed, better. Um, And 50,000 again. Automatic emergency braking, forward collision warning, not standard we equipment. Have, it's, it's 50 so we so, can get those features. Yeah. Right. You know, it might start at 35 yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, 35.7, but that's front wheel drive without that stuff. Right. Yeah. right. I, I, I agree. This, the segment doesn't make sense. You know, a Nissan Kicks and a Hyundai Kona, like you said, you expect it. Right. The poster child for the faults of this category is the Mercedes-Benz 
GLA SUV or the CLA sedan. Yeah. It's got this three-pointed star. It's a Mercedes, but it's cheap. They yeah. have to make it cheap mm-hmm. inside material-wise and such to fit it into that price point. Right. You're not getting an E-Class or, or you know, an S-Class, let alone, yeah. um, at, at that price point. And I would buy, look, if I was looking at this, I would go buy a loaded Mazda CX-5. You know, yeah. loaded out, yes. it's a nicer yeah. vehicle. Um, you know, and, and like you said, the, with the angle, and like, who out there went and said, you know, I, I really want a small SUV, but I don't want to see out of it. And I want to make it hard to get into. And, I don't want my right. kids to see out of it right. either. And I don't want to carry any cargo, really. Yeah, so, right. yeah pretty They really went after the styling or pretty squatty, yeah. class, and it hurts the visibility big time. Yeah, Yep. it does. Cadillac, so, I think, So says, it's a way to get into Cadillac, but... Um, we'll see. And in that group, mm-hmm. it's got the same compromises as the others, so yeah. could do very well. But we'll yeah, it could to see. It could score well in that group. But yeah. I don't know if we would recommend everyone go out and buy that group versus right. And I up. and I think that's the point. We're questioning the whole segment yeah. rather than just the Cadillac right. itself. So again, we'll see how it tests. Mm-hmm. Again, I think we question the segment. It may do very well within that segment. So we're going to get to some of your questions. As always, we love them. Keep them coming. Talking cars at iCloud.com. The first is actually a return video question. Take a listen. This is Matthew Tynan again. Um, I have narrowed down my search to the Scion XB wagon about a 2013 maybe. And also, I've narrowed it down to the Mazda 3. I just want to know which of those you would recommend between reliability and stuff. I know you already recommended the Mazda 3 to me, but I really like the Scion XB wagon. So thanks for your insight and have a great day. So we thank you, Matthew. For those of you who didn't see Matthew's initial question, he had a list of cars that that he had narrowed down. We Mm -hmm. gave him some advice, including the Mazda 3. Mm -hmm. Sounds like he's narrowed it even further to the XB Mazda 3. Ryan, any thoughts for Matthew? Um, (laughs) Well, it sounds like he already made up his mind. Right. (laughs) Um, And you know what? If that's what you want, get it. Um, They're both great cars. I think um, that's... It's, it's, it sounds like it's already set in his mind, and I think he, he was kind of skewing yeah, but, there. I really like the XB. That's yeah. why we're here, though. We we kind of we want to give you tools to make a good decision uh, based on what you want. So I think if he wants, you know, the XB sounds like that's what he wants. Yeah, I might just be repeating what Ryan said, but yeah, yeah you know, we'll test, we'll recommend, we'll give you the, the tools right. to make an informed buying decision, but don't. Just go blindly buy that. Right. You know, if there's an aspect of a different vehicle that you like better, mm-hmm. go with it. Right. You know, neither of them are unsafe. Yeah. Neither of them are. Neither of them are going to you know cause you uh, undo you know finance you know hurt your finances right. with repairs. And right. Neither of them are perfect. And neither so of them are perfect. Yeah. Right. You gotta yeah. love what you're. In. I mean, we yeah. spend certainly we do, but I think a lot of people spend a lot of time in their cars. Mm-hmm. Get what you like, because right. ultimately, if you took just our blind, like you said. He may like the Mazda 3, but obviously he likes the XB better. Yeah. Matthew, get the XB, because if that's what you like, that's what you should be in. And if you took so, our yeah. personal opinions, Ryan would probably say BMW M3. Right. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Don't get that. You can't afford that. So, great. Um, some written <laughs> questions. The first is from Kyle. Um, I recently got a 2018 Honda Accord Sport. My question is, with winter coming up here soon in Minnesota, what is your guys' tips with having lane-keeping assist, lane departure, and other safety features on when the roads are not that great? Is it best to have those safety features turned off when the roads are not in good condition? (laughs) So the weather will turn them off for you. (laughs) (laughs) There you Um, go. Yeah, no, I leave everything on. Um, It's, you know, when... 
it needs to, the, the, the car, the cameras need to see the road to right. um, distinguish where your lanes are, obviously. See the lane markings, um, yeah. It, the car will, if it can't see them, it's going to tell you, hey, I can't see them anymore, um, and now you need to pay attention. You should be paying attention anyway. Do not rely on these <laughs> Especially things. Especially if the roads entirely, are Entirely, um, you know, all these safety features are great that are coming out, but um, a negative thing, I think, is we, be, we, come, we become reliant on them and we become worse drivers a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, you know, don't rely on them completely. And... Um, you, there's no need to turn them off. I wouldn't turn them off because when you, if you got to a clear section of road later on, you forget to turn it on. Now you're without it, so yeah. you, and you'll forget to turn it back. I on. was just coming home. I, my daughter was up at college. I was coming home, and it was pouring rain um, on Monday actually. Mm -hmm. And I had our Subaru Ascent, and it very clearly said, "Oh, I tell you right, my away. sight's yeah. not working right yep. now. Yep. There's just too much rain and yep. mist, and it, and it couldn't operate. So, but you yeah. certainly don't need to turn them off. Right? They'll work when they can. Well, and, I don't think we would ever say turn off a safety right. feature. Leave no. it on, and it'll. Go right. to default to off. Right. Yeah. And and uh, don't forget to keep them clean, the sensors clean. Right. Because right. The, the, the sensors need to, uh, you know, not be covered with dirt to see um, objects and the lines on the road. So, um, especially with the winter, cars right. get they dirty. They could get packed Around here, snow. I know they get very Particularly dirty. Particularly in Minnesota, there might be snow packed. Absolutely, yeah. I, yeah. I think there's something on consumerreports.org that actually shows cleaning them. Right. How to clean them, them yeah. you know, what, yep. what to do. Because they're in the they're in the fenders, some of the radar. Yeah. You know, right. Sometimes you can't see it. Yeah. Sometimes right. you can't see it, so yeah. yeah. But it's worth finding where they are, some exactly. of the parking sensors, mm -hmm. the camera, you know, yep. well, oftentimes they're behind the windshield, but right. it's worth knowing where that all is mm -hmm. and keep it clear as you can. I'll, I'll just use the opportunity to touch on, it's one of the reasons why we're not going to have, I don't think, personally, we're going to have these autonomous vehicles self-driving anytime soon. Because yeah. <laughs> They're they still winter? It can't work in winter, heavy rain, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. There's so limitations. it's great in California and it's great in Arizona where it's dry, clear, and nicely yeah, yeah. marked. That's just one of the impediments mm -hmm. uh, to yeah. these systems. So, yeah, so Kyle, don't shut them off, but make sure they're working. And hopefully they are telling you they're not working. So next question is from Sam P. Terrible experience at the dealership today. I spent a ton of time just waiting around for someone to let me into each and every car I really just wanted to sit in. As I was trying to leave, a manager confronted me, insisting on making me look at more paperwork about why I, why I should buy right now. The entire dealership model seems to be set in a, to manipulate buyers into hastily purchasing incredibly expensive products that should not be purchased lightly. How is it that the commission-driven dealership model has continued in the car industry, and how much longer do we need to deal with this stressful and outdated approach to sales? John, thoughts? Uh. State law is not allowing manufacturers to sell directly mm -hmm. is, is one thing. It, it's, it's, it's old thinking, but it's the only thinking. I mean, look, you, you, you find today salespeople don't make a lot of money mm -hmm. right. on each car. You know, they may, yeah. if you buy, I, I bought an Audi and, you know, for work, for, for our test program. I think the, the gentleman made 50 bucks on the car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They operate on churn getting as many people through buying cars mm -hmm. so that they get bonuses from the manufacturer for moving metal and getting it off the, the showroom floor so they don't pay interest on it. Mm -hmm. right. You know, salespeople are unfortunately in many places seen as just yes. an occupier to sell. Yeah. And it's tough on them because they're, you know, they're, they're kind and of they browbeaten. they have this reputation. Yeah. They have this reputation yeah. and it is sell, sell, sell. I wasted yeah. my time. So I got to get, I got to get, yeah, I got to yeah, get yeah. you. Volume. So it's tough. And, and yeah, the commissions aren't great. It's the bonuses from the manufacturers a lot because all the real money is made on the service side. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, it's a, a pretty big turnover too, I think, that job. Yeah, we um, certainly So you, you'll you find um, a lot of sales, the salespeople are not that um, informed. I mean, <laughs> 
definitely go to a dealer knowing as much as you can about what you're looking at. You, you'll find, I find all the time, I know more than the guy trying to sell me the car. Right. Um, We've done our setting. It's, like, it's a new model. And they right. don't even know yet. Um, yeah. And yeah, he didn't want him leaving that day because he was going to go home and think about it and not come back and buy the car. They, that's a yep. goal of theirs is to get you to buy the car because they know if you walk out the door, you're probably not coming back. Yeah. Maybe not coming back. That's a tactic of theirs. And it's annoying. It, one of the ways, you know, the way we buy cars, and, and it's obviously, look, we know exactly what we want. We bring a company check. Right. We don't have to go through the, the finance right. and insurance guy. <laughs> yeah. right. you know, right. And it's not our dollars. But yeah. do it online. Figure out what you want. You know, look at our site. Look at the manufacturer's site of what they offer. Yeah. Build the car yourself. You know, do, you can do all that. Yeah. Contact a couple dealers in your area. If yeah. you live in an area with only one dealer, it's, a, it's, a, it's trouble. It's tough. Right. But if you have a couple dealers, you know, Honda dealers yeah. or Subaru or GM, whatever it is, fa farm it out. Yeah. This is what I want. This I have yeah. cash. I'm, I'm buying at the end of the month. Yeah, you will get someone who will make it a smooth, seamless transaction. Yeah. Do not let them bully you to buying a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, you really. touched on I, and I know I've said this before, so pardon me if I'm repeating. But we have found in the number of cars we buy, it it isn't even a manufacturer. It isn't even a dealership. It can be as simple as the salesperson. That one person, yeah. That's just kind of a pain in the butt. So move on. Yep. Be yeah. willing to move on. Ask for a different salesperson. Sure. Go to Go a to different dealership yeah. if you can. Be willing to walk out of there yeah. if they're, you're feeling you're not accommodated until the moment that you want to leave. Oh, then they're like, oh, wait, well, sir. You know, let me wait on you. Yeah. And don't wait till your car's about to fall apart. Like, that's the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing. When you're, right. you know, exactly. when you wait until your furnace dies yeah. in January, <laughs> yeah. you pay top dollar. You'll do well, irrational right. stuff to get, yeah. Yes. When you drive your car in and it dies into yeah. the dealer lot, you're kind of stuck. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. Good point. Yeah, good point. So, Sam? Sorry that happened to you. Yeah, sorry that happened to you. You're not the you. only person either. Try again. Sure. Try again somewhere different. Yeah. That would be our best advice. And, yes, the dealership model is a bit antiquated. Mm -hmm. we, we certainly have dealerships in our area that say yeah. non-commission-based. Yep. And I think we're seeing a little bit more of that, mm -hmm. hopefully, for you, too. So, last question from mm -hmm. Andrew M. Dear Talking Cars hosts, love your show. Watch on YouTube as soon as you post it. Thank you, Andrew. I drive an 06 Fusion, and all that is needed to not have any blind spots is to properly set my mirrors, which with power mirrors is pretty easy. What is the purpose of blind spot monitoring beyond allowing people not to bother setting up their side view mirrors for expressway driving? Why not just provide mirror setup guide instructions? Mm -hmm. Thanks, and keep up the great videos. Okay, so that's one of the things you hear about a lot of safety systems. you know. And I'm, I'm going to guess that it was, why do we need padded dashboards. I'm a safe driver. And you hear about it now with, why do I need forward collision warning? I'm a great driver. Then at least think of it for the other guy at the minimum, <laughs> yeah. if you are the best driver in the land. But you know what? Motorcycles zip in and out. It's not in your blind spot. All of a sudden, it's in your blind spot. Mm -hmm. Traffic, someone dodges and merges. Visibility in, in vehicles, like we uh, we even talked about it in the, in the first mm -hmm. segment with you know with, with the, the Cadillac four, and, yeah. and such you know the thicker it's pillars less, not it's more. Get, it's not going <laughs> yeah right they're not like Subaru Foresters which is like a picture window right. mm -hmm. they're actually going down small like an Abrams tank and <laughs> it's it's it, yeah. it's it's an assist right. it's not right. compelling you to not set up your mirrors and certainly I know you know. You, Track days, Ryan, yeah. you know, yeah, keep your mirrors wide, blah, blah, blah. It, but it's not going to capture any, everything. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, he's, I, I get what he's saying and I, I appreciate because 
I, I do believe we need to pay more attention when we're driving and, and maybe not rely on these systems so much. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, it's an assist. This is that for that one instance where you're just happen to not be paying attention. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. Um, and then his car, he, he, you know, he's probably he's comfortable in his car. He's paying attention. Right. Um, and he's got and a he car decent, with good visibility. It, yeah. But yeah. not all cars are right. created that way. So, um, you know, it's like you said, it's an assist. And um, I don't right. know. We should, they should show you how to set up your mirrors. I mean, it, it, it should be. It should <laughs> yeah. be. And it should be apparent trickling down. But right. you know what? You could probably say at the same time, like, oh, my gosh, drivers are awful. You know, you, you lose, you're losing every year a bit of that. So should there yeah. be a way of teaching people to do it? Certainly. Yeah. But I'll say this. Driving the other day, FCW warned me when traffic stopped. I mean, we're, we're all moving at yeah, 60, moving. 65, and we have a good spot, a good right, distance. Right, right. If someone unexpectedly stops on an on-ramp. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're and it and it caught me. Right. You know, yeah. glance in the mirror at how close the guy is. Glance in the mirror at, at how close the, the lady is. Mm -hmm. You know, next to me, and all of a sudden, ah, it's beeping. Right. It, it just happens in society. It yeah. happens in dense traffic. Absolutely. Yeah, and I will. So, so of course, we're changing cars all the time in our test cars. So we have to change mirrors. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ryan's obviously much taller than I am, so we're adjusting yep. everything. Even knowing and adjusting mirrors, I will tell you that blind spot monitoring, I've gone to merge and it has beeped at me. Oh, it's, it saved me. It saved, it saved me. me. It has, yeah. um, so I look at it that way. There are, you know, certainly for older drivers, it's one of the most appreciated um, aspects if they don't have the range, range of motion, motion exactly. to look. And I say in expressway driving, particularly what Andrew's talking about, when particularly when it's moving quickly, mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. or to, you, you may not, have somebody, you may can have somebody zipping up beside you before you even have even engaged them and you think right. you can merge yeah. over. So I really like the feature. Um, if you're setting them up, Andrew, that's great. And, and you're obviously a diligent driver. I do think they're worthwhile. IHS data has said um, they are proven effective in reducing police reported crashes for lane merging and lane changing. Mm -hmm. um, so... And if every U.S. vehicle in 2015 were equipped with it, it's estimated about 50,000 crashes and 16,000 injuries could have been prevented. So I do think there's benefits. And that's his insurance rates going down. Right. That's you know, that benefit. I mean, just think right. of that. Yep. And I always think of it as a person who zips around, you know, they're, they're behind you. They zip around a tractor trailer because it's going too slow or right. something. And then all of a sudden you pull up and they appear where you're not expecting them. Yeah. yeah. That's a perfect example of even the best mirrors is not going to help you. Right. right. And I think your point, it's a driver assist, mm -hmm. not a driver replace. Mm -hmm. So that wraps it up for this episode. As always, we love your questions, especially the video questions. Talking cars at iCloud.com. If you're looking for any information on anything we talked about, see the show notes, and we'll see you next time.